What up, everybody? This is Ray Dangs, a.k.a. The Culture Referee. You already knew that, but what you didn't know about Abet is a new distribution company called Two Loss Distribution. They're the most technologically advanced distributor in the world. They distribute your music to more stores than any distributor out there, and they only charge you $3 a month. Yep, $3 a month. And they don't charge you any money to collect your royalties, so you get 100% of your royalties. Y'all know how some of them distribution companies be asking for, you know, it's distribute with us, but they take 20%. These guys don't take any of that. They charge $3 a month to distribute all your music. And if you use the code GODS, which is on being the bottom of the screen, when you add your discount code, you get three months free. So if you're looking for distribution, you need distribution, you're looking for the best distribution company to work with, Two Loss is the fastest growing distribution company out there. Mess with them. Tell them Ray sent you. You will get some money off. Hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, aka Girl from Harlem. It's your boy Jack Dance. Ooh, it was. And this boy. is Ray Daniels, aka the Culture <laughs> Referee, and this is the Culture Report presented by the God Show. Woo! And we have a very special guest, uh, my sister. And I brought her back, and I tell you, I want to bring you back because I appreciate you sitting on the couch but promoting the show. I saw it all over your socials, and I was like, man. Thank you for that. Because some people would oh, be like, welcome. I don't even want to promote me, but you did that. So I appreciate that. So I want to invite my girl Dream back. Is everybody get up for Dream? That's and why before I got get, five new followers. But, huh? but before we get started, before we get started, I want to shout out our sponsors. Shout out to Two Lost Distribution. If you are in the music business and you are tired of the system and you want things to go your way, mess with Two Lost. <laughs> shout out to Toten Carry uh, uh, and shout out to Yoko Vodka. And we got a couple of things coming up we'll tell you about. But in the meantime, just check out that water. Let's get it. Gotta start with Cat Williams interview. I feel like that is like number one. I would not want to be a comedian at the start of this year because baby, everybody took some straight bullets from that. Mm. So what was like the biggest takeaway you got from it? Like, was there something that was super shocking to you or was there something that really stood out to you during the interview? I just like how he kept it real, you know. Um, But as (laughs) I, I didn't really watch the interview in its entirety, I saw a lot of the clips. And I read a lot of the comments, and the, the the crazy thing is, despite all the negativity from the shit that he said, like a lot of them comedians said, he was helping people out, he was paying people's rent. So you know, my thing is, you know, I, I think people, a lot of people depicted Cat Williams as crazy over the years, but to me, if you if you crazy with a good heart and you really looking out for people and you not clout chasing and and out there like talking about it, I fuck with it. So it, it is what it is. Mine's was that Cat Williams could run that four four, and he really got on TV and ran that four four. Yep, <laughs> yep, he did it. So- Listen, I'm always looking for a reason to discredit somebody, so I'm like, see, you just reading books and running yeah, stuff. So when he did run. that, I said, hold up, he might be telling the truth now. Yeah. Hold oh, up, no. now. he wasn't playing. Let me tell you something. Cat Williams is a Virgo. Oh, I didn't know that. Should have knew that. Hit me out. <laughs> I want y'all to resp- let me just get it out because it's, it's very important. That interview was the Virgoist thing I've ever. Once I knew he was a Virgo, because when he, because as I was watching it, I was like, he talked like a Virgo. Because if you know about Virgos, what Cat was really saying was was that he was really speaking up for comedy. I know people didn't like what he said, but he was speaking up for comedy. He didn't say, and he was speaking up for like the 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 craft of it all. And to me, that's what made me respect him because he was basically saying, if you're a comedian, you should write jokes, right? So I mean, he's speaking up for the craft. That's the mm-hmm. first thing. I love the fact that he said that instead of paying tithes, his former paying tithes in every city is giving 10% of his takeaway. So when you see people saying, man, Cat Williams just walked up to me, gave me 20K. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
that was him paying ties, which to me is right. like amazing. But to me, this is what I this is what I say. Cat, this Cat Williams interview was the biggest comedy special in the last twenty years. Mm. And this is what I want people to understand at home is that you guys, it's not even people. I want tastemaker celebrities to hear this. You guys be so busy clout chasing, like how many followers that person got, how big is your podcast before I do it, da 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 da. That's because y'all are whack. Mm, you could put me on a podcast with fucking, uh, with, you could put me on a show with fucking 20 subscribers. I'm going to still get the best interview possible because I'm committed to what I do. So the one thing I would say is Cat Williams is going to wind up getting a hundred, he's going to get a nine figure deal from Netflix. Yeah, they're going to give him some shit. But guess what? That's my point. Yeah. Look what he did. It's, it's, look at the checklist of what he did. The number, first thing he did was he, he, he made himself so relevant right now. He's the talk of the town. Yes. By doing an interview, by the way. Second thing he did was that he, um, fuck, I just went blank. Um, the second thing he did was he put Club Shay Shay on. Yeah. yeah. And mind you, Club Shay Shay was big, but that is the biggest interview probably in our culture in the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. And he gave it to a platform. He didn't say, I ain't, what, up, what you doing for me? I, I'm getting, what, what am I getting for being on your platform? Mm -hmm. Virgos don't think like that. Virgos don't think like that. We really, am I, am I tripping? Am I tripping, Jay? We don't think like that. We really be thinking like, what's going to make us better? What's going to make us better? Mm -hmm. Am I tripping? That's how, so I think Kat was just committed. And a lot of people try to discredit what he's saying, but you got to read between the lines. So when he says that shit he said about Luda, he's like the Illuminati. And it's like, that's his interpretation. It mm -hmm. probably was a big meeting somebody went to and Kat probably didn't want to cut his hair and Luda probably did. I mean, obviously it's wrapped in a joke, but that was the biggest comedy special of all time. Yeah. But but I just want to add to that what you were saying. Like, and I think the biggest thing that I got from it is, you know, Shannon Sharp was an athlete and his expertise is sports, right? And now he had the biggest pop culture moment, probably, like mm -hmm. Ray said, in the last 20 years. So I think that that's a testament, even for us being here, we're predominantly music people but we expand into other things like you don't have to feel like you're in a box mm, like just sometimes you just gotta just go out there and just do shit be cool and but that's what i'm saying, you know but what see, saying? Every, just but be outside but that's what i'm saying but my problem is that people be so focused on what you're doing that they forget that they're dope right so people be like like get on the show man how big is it who been on it why does that matter are you dope because i'll Bro, look at look Google Ray Daniels' name right now on YouTube or whatever. You'll see me doing interviews with platforms that had nothing going on. That wasn't because I was trying to come up from them. It's because I was like, bro, this is my job. My job is to do this, so I'm gonna do it. So when I talk about the Cat Williams thing, I just want to make sure everybody understands. It is we need to be looking out for each other. So if anybody out there wants to do a Cat Williams style interview <laughs> over here, we can come Bring on the blue couch okay. immediately. My trip Aaron, they come on the blue me couch up. immediately. Me up. So I have one thing that I want <laughs> to speak on. You were just speaking on so, the Cat Williams. So how much more important is clout than talent? Would you rather sign someone with all the clout and no talent or vice versa? You know, Clout and talent. Clout and talent, yeah. Oh, wow, that's a good question. Jack, are you picking clout? Are you picking when you sign, if you sign an act, are you picking clout over talent? talent. Are you picking them because they have 100,000, 100 million followers and they got okay talent? Or are you picking them because they got real talent? Well, I think that clout can get you somewhere faster, but talent can take you further in, in, a, in a longer duration. I think that is. I think that, that thought process is about seven years old. I think <laughs> hustle beats both. Hustle, no, yeah. I think, I think clout beats everything today. In this new generation. Clout beats, because clout, uh, clout is equivalent to money. I mean, there are a million talented people out there. 
If you have clout, that means you've done something. You have to do something. It's, or you talk to somebody who did something or, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? Like, to have clout. Like, you, you had to be connected to somebody. You, you, but you, if you have clout, that means you understand motion. And I, I want to work with people that understand motion more than I want to work with people that's talented. Because talented people think because they're talented, because God gave them talent, the world owes them the uh, ear to listen. What happens when the clout runs out? You just find somebody else. But let me ask you a question. How people change Name that. somebody. Would you rather would you rather would you rather manage an unknown artist? No one knows, they got hundred followers, but you think they're amazing, or would you rather manage Krishan? Right. He's with Krishan. One is gonna take you three <laughs> or four years of putting your energy in, and the other one you're like, let's go. I mean, you might be in a fight, you might be in some brawls in the club. You definitely <laughs> I mean, honestly, me, me honestly <laughs> me, shit. me personally, and this and just may sound stupid, I probably would take the lesser person because she's a headache. I don't want a headache. Yeah, and you can build them to where you need them to be. Yeah, you. I, I, I personally would probably rather someone. I'd rather mold and bet on myself. Listen, I don't want no one that's uncultural. In 2024, that. I have to say this: in 2024, no executive can take no artist to the top in today's market. Now, ten years ago, you could do that all day, but in 2024, there's no executive that's great enough to take an artist to the top. Here's why. Because the artist is the fucking engine. So now you run. So you're running an Instagram. You're with them twenty four seven. You're making sure they post on their TikTok. You're making sure they're doing stuff for YouTube. You make. That's what you're gonna have to do. Yeah. And then once they get there, they're gonna say, "What the fuck did you do?" Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have t talented clout artists who are like, "Dog, I, I want somebody that's gonna be loud." But your risk is really high when you're working with an artist that is doing nothing but chasing clout because you don't know where they're going to draw but the I line. Just, no, hear me. Okay, so, so, okay, so let's say I have an artist that's chasing clout. Mm -hmm. What is the one thing I've been known, the, my team has been known to do? Go viral. Make records. Oh. Make hits. So if you got clout and I got a hit, man, we just made a whole lot of money together. So for me, it's like the problem today is that these artists think talent is all they need. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be influencers they're like why do i have to do that because that's what everyone else is doing and if you don't do that how do you how do we know you're doing it if you go on my instagram right now or my tiktok or my or my facebook or any or my twitter anything you know you can know he's in the music business he has a show it's like it's there for you these artists be like i'm talented where is it at they don't even put it out no more they don't even show it bro i have uh, bro it's just, it's just a new game, y'all. Yeah, I'm telling these sure. artists out here, y'all better start understanding that. I mean, and, my, and by the way, I think clout is viewed as a negative word, but it's really not. LeBron James has clout. Yeah. He has deserved clout. And I think that we are, are trying to determine who deserves clout or not. But there is a skill at having a 13-year-old kid watching you on YouTube all day. That's a skill. Yeah. Or watching Instagram all day. That's a skill to me. So for me, I'm going to take... I, I hate that I'm saying this, by the way, y'all. This is so bad I'm saying this. But, but can I tell you why you I was... Real. But here's the thing. I can make hits. That's why. If I couldn't make hits... And I think a lot of times we don't make decisions based on our strengths and our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. But, no. Nah. Well, I, I hit up Sukiyana because she's looking for management. I told her, come on to death row. <laughs> she is. I, I would manage her. She looks fine. I fuck with Sukiyana. Yeah. I would manage Sukiyana. Yeah. But... Man, I don't know what I'm supposed to do after I manage. Because <laughs> it's like, but that's my point. Like, would it? Because because in my mind, when I manage somebody, I'm I want to come up with, with a strategic family. plan. No, right. Right. I gotta come up with, like I gotta come up with a strategic plan. Okay. So if I'm managing Sukiana, how the fuck am I gonna come up with a plan? 
Like, she's already crazy unless, so I can't say I can manage someone unless they know they can listen. The key, before you start asking for a manager, ask, can you be managed? Before you ask for uh, someone to come in and dedicate their life to you, ask, are you worth it? Right? When I started this show, I knew it was going to be big, but I, ha I still had to make sure that I took care of people around it because it wasn't their vision, it was my vision. And it was on me to get us there. So, thank you for helping me. Come on, let's do this together. But... I just want to know how to help Sukiana because, you know, I can make records on her, but I feel like you just got to let her fucking go and, and do what she want to do. I don't feel like her talent. But, I mean, for her to put on Instagram that she's looking for a halt, she want to get a whole new team. I mean, obviously, she probably thinks that she should be bigger than, than, than she is. So maybe now she sees and she knows, like, all right, well, I'm Sukiana. I got all of this. I don't know. Here's the problem. Get all the clout. No, here's the problem. Clout attracts money. Money makes you think you're doing something right. Once, like you, like you could see somebody like, I mean, you and your, you and your brother are uh, fucking on OnlyFans. We making three hundred thousand a month. Ooh. Oh, okay. I guess you know. Then that makes it okay. <laughs> and in our culture, the problem is that we get we are because it made money. We think is right. Mm. So for me, it's like with, with a person like Sukiana. I think she's dope. I, I actually like Sukiana. I, I discovered Sukiana on Twitter though. Yeah. yeah. Has anybody discovered on Twitter? Y'all know what that means? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And when you say you discover somebody on Twitter, that means that I saw them, I saw their vagina and I saw them <laughs> mm -hmm. sucking dick. Well, on she Twitter. is Sukiana with the good coochie. Right. No, no, no. She shows it though. Yeah. If you go to her Twitter, go farther from the back, you're going to yeah. see her sucking her husband dick. And oh, yeah. She made yeah. over a million on OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you transition that? Because now she's clearly, like you said, you get new management. How do, how, what is the proper way to You got to care about transitioning it. Okay. See, that, see, that's, the, see, that's the thing, T. A lot of people, even in mine people want to a lot of these artists want to win but they want to win their way mm. and then when they can't win their way they blame everyone around them but nigga it's not on me to make them choose you it's just on me to put them in front of you nobody walks into chick-fil-a and says man fuck them nuggets let me grill a chicken sandwich <laughs> and if they did say that nobody would be the nuggets wouldn't be like <gasps> <laughs> no don't serve them like dog we don't care bro i don't care I don't care if you watch the show just because you want to see how pretty Tamara hair is. Watch it. Right. I'm not worrying about, like, I'm not like, man, they're not watching me. They're not hearing what I'm saying. Like, I don't think like that. I just want to put my shit out there. And if you fuck with it, you fuck with it. And what most artists don't know that I had to learn from my lesson in the music business is that the music business is a trick. They make you think they control it. And they did 10 years ago. The music business has absolutely no control over the business now. Because anybody can put music out and anybody can go viral. And in my mind, if that's the case, then why the fuck are you worried about all your talent when you should be trying to worry about getting the eyes on you, on your talent, and then see what they like? So what are the labels controlling nowadays? Nothing. The only, only thing the labels have, the only thing the labels have is two things record labels have that artists need to know. They have money and organization. Now, here's, the, here's why major labels are good for artists. Because the PR person, the the marketing person, the A&R, the label head, they all sit in the same room to make decisions, right? So that means if you drop the ball, mm -hmm. we know you drop the ball. When you're independent, though, all these three guys are contractors. So now you call in uh, Dream like, why you ain't do my, my PRA? And she was like, your digital marketing girl dropped the ball. Mm -hmm. So now I'm spinning all my wheels mm -hmm. chasing y'all, and I'm not getting nowhere, but guess what happened? All you motherfuckers got paid. Mm -hmm. And that's why artists want to be on labels because labels are going to pay the money 
and they're going to have the organization. So that's all you really need to win in the music business is money and organization and not even, and I would say organization over money because you got artists building themselves and they ain't spending yeah. no real, we may I haven't made no real money investments in this show. Like I, like I made time investments in this show. Right. You feel me? So yeah. Okay. We could move on, but I really want to notice from the music point of view, what's the biggest difference between Sukiana and Sexy Red? Sexy Red makes hits. Yes. Sukiana is, is the hit. Sexy Red is the hit and she <laughs> makes hits. Sukiana is the hit. We are interested. In her. We are, we are, in, give me, give me three Sukiana songs. Nope. You know see? all I know is eating her ass. That's all I got. That's what I'm saying. You, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So we know who, see that's another thing in this culture that's really killing it. Mm. Is people think because they know you that they know you for what you want them mm. to know you for. Good point. Right? So now they know you for what, you know, like, you know what I mean? So it's like people looking at it like, like, all the, I, like I hate when people say my fans. Fans? <laughs> I'm a fan of Michael Jackson. I'm yes. a fan of Jay. I'm a fan of Yay. I'm a fan, nigga. Yes. Y'all don't have fans. Y'all have people who watch you for entertainment. That doesn't make them a fan. Right. That don't right. mean they're buying your music. Because if they were fans, then if you have, think about it like this, if you're an artist with hundreds of thousands of, of followers and millions of followers, and you don't have millions of streams, they ain't fans. They just people that's watching the wait no for the season. monkey show to start. So they can <laughs> laugh at the monkey shit you doing online. I agree. Oh, go to me. Oh, you got something? You yeah. got something else? Oh, I thought you. Oh, I thought you. No, she, she, okay. she just. She just got. We was just writing stuff down, oh, so she okay, had some okay. questions. Go ahead. Um. So, all right now. Hmm. Should we go into a debate or a question? Okay. Meek Mill got exposed recently by one of his former friends, um, for allegedly some of the abuse that he had done in his past, um, and some interactions that he was having with his mom. The question that came up on the internet is why is this relevant right now he's no longer with the person that he got uh, in, um, accused of abusing and that guy doesn't even hang out with them anymore and they're saying it's all for the love of money and clout like we just said so it's like if you're coming up as an artist what advice do you have the artists to coming up about their entourage and who to keep around them and how they should beware for people like former dream chasers who want to tell old stories don't give people access yeah cut access off asap you got to cut access off Here's the problem. It's, it's, the, it's the Meek Mill bus, right? We all know it's the Meek Mill bus, but it's 60 seats on it. And it's 59 other people on there who feel like, I was here first. Nope. Or, or you might be my man since we was 12. But then here come Aaron, who's doing the work. And it's like, you know, I'll give you an example, Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. Rick Ross had two labels. People don't know that. His first label was MMG. Mm-hmm. He, or, or remember, and he had Gunplay um, mm-hmm. and all those guys. Um, um, yeah, Meek Mill. Triple C's. No, Triple C's. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Meek Mill. Oh. Meek Mill came later. When Rick Ross first came out, guys, he was putting on Gunplay. Um, it was another dude from the Bronx. I forgot his name, but I've been knowing him since for like 20 years. I know you. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But he got another guy with him, and he and they was all on the motorcycles, and he was introducing the Carroll City Cartel. Was right? No, nah, wasn't no Stiley. Stiley came later. But what I'm telling you is, is that Rick Ross probably figured it out. Like these my niggas. By the way, if you my nigga, you ain't gonna never stop being my nigga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't mean I'm. A, that just means I might not make money with you. Like you don't always have to make money with your niggas. Like I got friends that we don't talk about money at all. We just friends. Mm-hmm. Torch. But, torch. Yep. Torch. My nigga Torch. Torch in the Bronx. Yeah. So yeah, Torch in the Bronx. So by the way, shout out to Torch. I met Torch. My artist Noah. Him and Torch was tight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my point is, is that people. People be having access to these celebrities, but they think they're on the bus, but they don't realize that at any given moment, that celebrity could put you off the stop. Yeah. At any given moment, they could be like, okay, dream, 
Get off. And then they have to live with the fact that you're going to go and be like, I was on a bus. He likes this. He's a bitch. He did. And it's like, you ain't making nobody look bad but yourself. Because you think somebody going to let you on their bus again? Right. You ain't getting on my goddamn bus so you can tell my business. You say your ass outside. But I'm going to listen because it sounds entertaining. He did what? He beat who up? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that a lot of times the problem is that People don't know why they're there. They just feel like they're there. Like, and they feel like because they knew you longer, they have more, they, they're entitled to more from you. So it's like, man, Jay, we've been friends. We was eight years old. You just met Jack. Why Jack in position? Because right. you ain't doing the fucking work, bro. Mm. And Jack is. Maybe Jack's doing the work because he wants to prove to me have value and you're not doing the work because you're like, nigga, I'm your friend. Why the fuck yeah, I got to prove myself to you? To? Proving that you're my friend has nothing to do with proving that you have value. Value is added. My friend is just my friend. Usually your friend is just somebody that you went to high school with, they lived in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. it was cool with. But value is way different from that. Like, who's going to come help me? Right. And to me, I think that's what happened to Namik or all these rappers. It's like, you want to take your niggas with you. That's y'all For dream. Sure. I want you to go with me. But hey, don't, beat, don't beat nobody up because if you beat somebody up, it's going to hurt me. Yeah. Don't drug no girl because you hurt me. Oh, Lord, no. You know what I'm saying? In yeah, general, I'm just yeah. saying. So yeah. that's what's really the happening. Liability. See, you be trying to take niggas from the hood, but everybody's not willing to go. And nope. everybody has to have a purpose. Everybody that's around you, like you said, don't just be a nigga on a tour bus. Serve a purpose. But, but I think it, it's about evolution, too. Yeah. Because I know a lot of niggas, you know, from my hood that was maybe with 50, or that was maybe with Ja, was maybe with Nas or whatever like that. And now they 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 transition into doing other things in the business. Yeah, so but but, but but those are people that understand that I that I'm not I don't want to be on a free ride. That's mm-hmm. different. Yeah. I had childhood for I, I had a friend. He was rapping first. He was rapping first, y'all. I just wanted to help him. I, he was I was just I was so happy to see him be on. And then when I got on, he wasn't happy for me. Right. And then. He started telling everybody, man, Ray, man, Ray was dumb as fuck in high school. How y'all letting him leave? Mm. Yeah, I was probably dumb in high school, nigga, but I ain't dumb now. <laughs> you still dumb, nigga. That's why you talking about how dumb I was in high school. <laughs> right. And then, you know, and, and my thing was, and when he did that, when he did that, nigga, we, we stopped fucking with each other. He was telling my artist, Noah, man, I don't know why you let that nigga manage you. That nigga was dumb. He my best friend. I won't let him manage me. Well, guess what, nigga? Later. Guess who's a millionaire who's not? And that's because... I didn't fucking let a hater stop me and I did the job. Just, by the way, anybody listen, whatever you are today, that doesn't mean you have to be that tomorrow. Amen. And I feel a lot of us be so frustrated. That's why a lot of us are frustrated because we like, look at my life today. Who gives a fuck? Tomorrow you oh, could man. wake up and be somebody different, but you got to push yourself. You got to push yourself. You got to push yourself. That's all I'm telling artists. See, um, okay, so with the, me- the situation we're talking about with me, man, this is, um, and I always um, talk about this. I just feel like as men, Every like if somebody one person is the boss, I feel like they need to realize we all can't be the boss. Yes, like, meek male is meek male for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you know when you're in a group of men, it's like they all want to be the boss. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you know you bump heads because of that. They bump heads because of that because everybody can't be the boss on this bus. You know, too many gotta, chiefs and not yeah, enough exactly. Indians. But, but, but I don't even think it's that. You know, I think me. I think his crew is happy that he's the boss. I just think that they don't like when other people come around and make money from him. Mm. And they feel like I should make that money. And it's like, nigga, you don't think I want to put you in a position? But I, but what they don't understand is that Meek has a job and his job can't be to do his job and micromanage y'all. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to micromanage yourself and show your, that you want to be accountable. Everybody got to have a place. Everybody got to help. Everybody got to have a place. Yeah. And it will More work. hands on that. Listen, it's not a one-man show. Everybody has to do something in order to contribute. Um, So, 
T.I.'s family is back in the news today. It is King this time. King recently did a performance at a local high school, and he didn't really get the feedback that he should have. What can artists learn from bad performances or those performances early on in their careers? It was keep practicing and do it again and get better. Going. It was. You think they was booing his performance, or they was booing his behavior online? Either way, why would they put that man in front of them kids? Because, first of all, another thing is it's, it's very hard to perform in front of your peers. Yeah. It's very hard. He's 18 and he's performing in front of 16-year-olds. Good point. It's like, they're gonna, of course they're going to laugh at you and boo you. Nobody takes nobody serious in high school as long as we classmates. Yeah. I keep saying, I went to high school with certain niggas that, like, Ludacris wasn't on in high school, guys. We, they didn't support him. That didn't stop him from being Luda. They just didn't support him. I, Playboy Cardi went to tri yeah. um, your yeah, high school, Creekside. Cardi, yeah. Yeah, and, um, him and his brother Jordan. Yeah, and people didn't know that, but I bet you they're claiming it now. <laughs> yeah, like a motherfucker. Yeah. So, but when aside from King, aside, if an artist goes does a show and he gets booed, what should his walk away be like? What can you learn from having bad shows? Don't walk away. Keep going. Yeah, it's Just like, like when dancers they dance and they fall, they get up and they keep dancing. Yeah, dance yeah. If, if 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 I have to give you a pep talk after you had a bad show, then I don't want you. To, I don't want to work with you no more. Because you, that's a part of the, the process. It's a bad show. Like, it's just a part of it. Like, bro, I, I'll tell you a funny story. When I was first managing Rock City, they did a show. And they, by the way, they're incredible live. But this particular show, I felt like they was an eight, not a ten. Okay. And I, I think I told a story once here. And I, mm -hmm. I put them in a the room, like an emergency meeting. And I was like, yo, that shit wasn't good. And they was like, what? And I'm like, it wasn't good. Because people out like humans can't get arrogant and overplay their hand, right? And I think that's the point of having a team. Just someone that's like, yo, don't forget what we started. Hey, though, you acting like that dude you said you would never be like. Don't be that guy because right. you're going, don't think you above bad shit happening. Right. So I remember they was performing and I said, yo, uh, and we, I called him in the bathroom like, nigga, it was like the most, it was an emergency. I'm like, by the way, we was broke as fuck, so every day is an emergency. <laughs> so I'm like, y'all did bad. And they was like, and then somebody walked in the bathroom and they came in the bathroom and we just stopped yelling, you know, of course. You know, dude walked in, pissed, was about to walk out, looked up and was like, yo, y'all the dudes was on stage, right? And he was like, it was like, yeah, he was like, y'all are hard. Right. <laughs> and then they walk, he walked out the bathroom and then Rock City looked at me and I looked at them and I said, well, let him manage you. <laughs> but if I'm managing you, that wasn't good enough. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like we set this tone, like let, them, let him manage you then. Let a fan manage you. Fans don't coach, they cheer. Right. Coaches coach, leaders lead. If you don't want a leader or a coach to lead you, then I'm not the guy for you. Right. Let those other guys do it. And I'm cool with that, by the way. But let's see how far you get. Because I want you at your best. I just want to see how far you get. I might be wrong. I haven't, though. I haven't been wrong thus far. If I told her, there hasn't been one artist that walked away from me that went and got bigger that I didn't think was going to get bigger. Or I didn't tell them the changes to make. Mm -hmm. And they did it. And they worked. It's not that. It's a, a coach is just there to make sure he stays on your manager's just there to make sure you stay on track uh track that's why i said you don't shouldn't manage nobody that's just talent if you are talented if you are i don't give a for how old you are but let's say 18 if you are 18 year old artist and you are talented and you don't have no following and you're not putting out no music what the fuck you think i'm gonna do you think i'm gonna press a button and tell my followers follow him and they're gonna all come <laughs> race said follow <laughs> Nigga, I'm still telling people to watch the show. <laughs> watch the show, guys, please. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell them to watch YouTube. It don't work like that. It's, there is no button that none of us can push up here to make an artist on. All we can do is frame a conversation that's important for you, and then you come in there and do it. That's all we can really do. Artists, are just, artists just be just, man, artists are lost out here, y'all. 
They lost, man. And it's fucked up. Let me tell you what fucked the music business up. I got to get this out. Let me tell you what fucked <laughs> the music business up. What's that? Money people. Money people fucked the music business up. Not because they brought money, but because they were su such dick riders that every time somebody launched a company, mm. who are they empowering? All these companies are empowering who, y'all? Artists. The music business wasn't built off artists. It was built off niggas behind the scenes coaching those artists. So what happened is, is you empowered the artists and you cut out the business people that knew how to do it. And now look what y'all got. A whole bunch of goofy ass shit that y'all ashamed of. <laughs> and the reason why y'all ashamed is because y'all telling artists, why would you let people own your masters? I'm not saying don't own your shit artists. 2 Chains owns his masters now. He probably didn't own it when he signed with DTP. Mm -hmm. The point is, go through the process. Chris Brown owns his masters now. He probably didn't own it when he signed when he was 16. So why y'all so busy worrying about these money people saying, own your masters, control your stuff? Yeah, bro, they the money people have eliminated the executives. And now artists think they could do it without us, yeah. and they're not doing it. And then they go viral once in the blue, they get signed, and then they get signed, they think, I'm with a label now. Okay, let's see what happens with that. <laughs> the funniest thing when somebody brags they got signed you got signed Who? let's see what happens with that <laughs> nigga, <laughs> nigga how many niggas are signed right now that can't move so that's that fucked the music business Fucking up the, no but it's these stop telling these artists that they don't need help because what's happening is they thinking they could do it on their own and they're failing mm -hmm. I worked for L.A. Reid I saw him tell Travis Future Rocco Gotti this what we gonna do how we gonna take y'all to the top? And, them, and I remember sitting down sometimes in a meeting like, man, you really believe that that guy could be that big? And he was like, if he believes it, I believe it because I signed him, but if he believes it, we're out of here. So he would put those thoughts in your head. You're the greatest, you're the best, nobody could beat you. Take over the world. And them niggas went and did it. Mm. Them niggas all went and did it. Meanwhile, you got other people saying, sign to us and put your masters on, you own it and you're, and you're in control. And they put it out there like, it's nothing's working. Bro, stay the fuck out this shit. What that nigga said, stay the fuck out the music business if you don't want to understand the music business. Because it's not called the music. It's called the music <laughs> business. Yes. There are two sides to it. There's the music and then there's the people that understand the fucking business that know how to bring the money in. So when these artists, name an artist that left their team that went and got bigger. Without, the, without a label. Now, you, Cardi B left somebody, but she was signed. The guy got her there. But at that moment, Shout it's out. like, but, but, hear me out, but here's what I'm trying to say. At that moment, it's pushing you up a hill, Right? Of course, when that bitch is riding down, I want to enjoy that ride. Why should? Why can't I? I push you up the hill, right? right. So that's what. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if I push you up the hill, I should be able to enjoy the ride down the hill. Good. And that's what's fucking up the game right now. You have all these people telling these artists they don't need people like me. Okay, they need you though. What the fuck can you tell them? You went and found some money from a banker or some finance people and bought your way in this shit, and you're telling the artists that they don't need people like me. You're the joke, yeah. not me. Mm -hmm. And now we have nothing but masters out there. We got 300,000 songs being uploaded a day and everybody's like, how do we stop this shit? Right. <laughs> we gotta stop this shit. <laughs> Every artist don't deserve to put music out. Mm -hmm. Every artist didn't earn a right to put music out. But y'all tell them all you gotta do is record a song on your phone, put the shit out and hopefully it's like, bro, that's why the game is fucked up. Mm -hmm. And now I, I promise you this year is gonna be the year that they get rid of all of those music guys. Or the money guys are gonna say, let me sit back, I don't know much. I hate when I'm talking. I was talking to a money nigga yesterday. He told me a song was a hit. How the fuck do you know? What song is it? It doesn't matter. Right. How the fuck do you know what a hit is? Yeah. Tell me why it's a hit. I could tell you why Poor Us a hit. You can play me. I could tell you why All My Life's a hit. I could tell you why any one of our records hit. You tell me why that's a hit, though. I like it. Sit your ass on the sideline and be a fan. A rich fan. <laughs> but you ain't doing this shit. And that's what fucked the game up. That's a good they, point. And the company 
the one company that decides to empower the entrepreneurs in the music business and say, you go do it. But that's the company that's going to run the business. But they're going to have a whole lot of partners making a whole lot of money. And that's what you want. And they don't want that no more. They don't want that no more. So they tell the artists you don't need them. Meg is not on the label. What's going on with Meg? I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah. I knew you were going to No, I'm, 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 I'm saying, I'm, bro, let me tell you something, man. See, this is the difference between me and everybody that's on the podcast. I'm still in the motherfucking boardrooms. Mm-hmm. So I ain't talking. Who is this guy talking? They're the nigga in the room that know what's really going on. And guess what every label was saying? How do we get our artists to work harder? How do we get our artists to do more? You know why we didn't do more? Because they came in with a manager that you knew didn't know well, but you knew you can control the artist and the manager. And now the artist and the manager is looking at you like, what's next? And you're looking like, bitch, I don't know. What the fuck did you do in the first place? They don't know what they did. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they did. So they're looking at you like, I'm with you now. Tell me what to do. And they can't tell you. That's why we don't have no fucking artists breaking. Because the people running it don't know what the fuck they doing. I seen people that knew what they was doing. And when I seen them, I was like, ooh, that's what I need to do. I, I, these new guys on ask these new artists tell me the last time your label told you to plan not the plan of release not the plan of release not like we're gonna release six songs uh over the next six months one a month and we're gonna <laughs> build not that plan who the song's talking to who we gotta what's the audience for that song we ain't doing that yeah. we're not doing that we're not doing none of that we literally is like oh, bray i just need eight songs over the next six weeks what's the plan for the eight songs we just gotta put out and hope the algorithm gets triggered and that's what artists don't know their CEO of their label is saying right now. The mm-hmm. motherfucking dude that's sitting in the chair is like, I got all the answers. He don't have the answers. If he had the answers, why the fuck is he chasing you? Why he needs you? Why is he chasing mm-hmm. you? If he, ask yourself, artists going viral. If the, pers- if the CEO of those companies have the answers, why are they chasing you after you went viral? Why are they not coming to you? Why are they not chasing you when you're putting out music saying, I think you're going to be something? They're waiting and then they're running after you. They suck, bro. And I'm tired of that shit. And I'm tired of artists look. And I'm looking at artists. And I'm like, y'all really don't think y'all need us? Okay. That's why niggas is doing podcasts. That's why yeah. I, 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 it's the top 50 podcasts in the world. I could have had a top 50 artists. But you motherfuckers don't want to listen. Right. So I listen. And I stay consistent and did my job. And here we are. Yeah. It's something they don't do um, a lot is the artist development. Well, artists, they used to do that a long time ago. I don't know if they do that still. Like getting artists ready to actually go out there and be in front of people. I don't know if they do that. You know one of my favorite songs, R&B songs, Music Soul Child Teach Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because as a man, we're not taught how to love. Mm-hmm. He's explaining it though. Teach me how to love. Teach me how to sh- use words in my heart. Like whatever the lyrics are. Yeah. But my point is, is that he admitted he don't know. Mm. That's why I like it. Yeah. These other niggas ain't admitting they don't know how to artists develop. These other niggas don't admit they don't know how to develop artists. They don't want it. Like, nigga, what's the, the worst thing you want to do is see a nigga that don't know the answer. Like, huh? What are we doing there? I don't know. I don't know. Bro, I talk, let me tell you something. I spoke to a CEO. I'm not going to say who it is. After I signed an artist. I went to the CEO. I said, so we got the deal. What's the plan? He said, just, just. I, I said, he said, what, what do you think? Of course. So my plan, I said, so I said, well, I'm not going to be running behind him. So give me a young kid to make sure we keep behind him because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not his age. So I'm not going to, I'm his friend. Yeah. So I said, give me somebody to keep around him because we're going to have to keep, Why? we're going to have to make sure he feels he's nourished by, nurtured by us. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why don't you just be his uncle, man? That's a good point. Why you got to bring somebody in? Just be his uncle, man. He, he, you guys look alike. You, you should definitely trust him. Like, <laughs> and I just realized you don't know the fucking answer. Because mm-hmm. if you knew it, if somebody came to me and said, how are we going to do something? I know the answer. Or I'll right. say, I don't know. I'm not going to act like I know in freestyle. 
So you can laugh at me behind closed doors. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you brought up R&B, Indiari actually caused some ruckus on the internet this week because she said that she believed that this is a strong. Oh, she said if we had to order the singers from strongest to weakest, she put Joe, Tevin, Usher, Mario, and Jamie. Those is hard. Hold on, order. say our order. Okay, so strongest to weakest. Strongest voice. Yes. She said that. Joe has the strongest voice, followed by Tevin. Tevin Campbell. Yes, sir. Followed by Usher. Then Mario, and then last, Jamie Foxx. So Jamie Foxx has the weakest voice of all of those people mentioned. Do we agree with that list, and what would our list look like? Oh, you said oh. Joe, Mario. No, he's just getting I'm, the I'm, people I'm just, to order. Just, Mario, Joe, Usher. Who's the other two? Tevin, Tevin Jamie Foxx. Like and this is just voices. We only doing voices. Okay, so here's the thing about voices. Like, Bobby Brown doesn't have a great voice. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't know how to use his voice in a way that other people can sing along. Right. But if we just rank in voices, we I don't do. think nobody on that list sings better than Mario. By far. Mario is the holy grail of singing. And I think the next closest is, I'm going to say, Tevin. No, no. Usher. And then Tevin. Because I, I haven't seen Tevin's range. And also, let's be clear. When the last time has somebody seen Tevin Campbell sing Can We Talk? <laughs> So that's another thing we be talking about. We be trying to, we be, we be, we be judging you based on your records. The one thing you got to give Usher and Mario is that they kept themselves young and sharp. So when they on stage right now, you still see them there. So I would say Mario, then Usher, and then Tevin, and then Joe, and then Jamie. But Jamie don't give a fuck. He, he's a comedian. He's an actor. He like he's all those things. But nah, Joe can't sing. But nobody can. I remember. No. Nobody can sing better than Mario on that list. Mario, is, to me, is the best R&B singer in the world. The only person that I would put next to him is, is Wanye Morris from, from Boys and Men. Boys and, Men. That's the only, and I remember I almost had a battle between them. Because, you know, Mario's my nigga. That's my first song I ever saw was to Mario. No, it was gonna, they was going to battle. Because Mario was like, nigga, I'll sing against anybody. And, we, and I don't think we could get Wanye to. Because we cool with Sean. But did, Mario, you, did you hear Wanye's sons? Of course. Juan Moore? Yeah. What do you think about him? I think that... I think that in this new business, you're either old school or you're new school. And I think that I'm a hybrid. I think Wanye's kids can sing, but kids don't care how good you can sing no more. So when you hear Michael Jackson sing, in, however, when he was in the 60s or the 70s, you could appreciate a voice. Kids don't appreciate voices no more because there's too many voices out. Like, it's just, it's just too much. So you can't focus on what someone's voice is as much you got to focus on what someone is saying. Mm -hmm. So for me, yeah. I, I think I think one more. I think that they need to let them go. What I mean by let them go is release them and let them be themselves. Like yeah. artist development is not me telling you. Old school is me telling you what to do. New school is you telling me what you want to do. There has to be a what do you want to do? Mm, I think you could do better. It has to be that. So you saying like individually let them go? No, 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 not individually. Let them oh, be themselves. Man. No, no. Okay. I'm gonna tell you something. First A and R meeting I'm in. First big A and R meeting I'm in. Two thousand. I ain't gonna say the year because I don't want to. <laughs> so I'm talking to my boss at the time, and I did. I had an artist showcase come in. Matter of fact, I say it, it was L A. I was working for L A. Reed. Okay. Had an artist come in, a group, and they was being trained. And they came in. They was professional as fuck. They was dressed alike. Five girls or three. However many it was. They was girls. They was dressed alike. They was sharp. They was everything they need to be. And they sung, and I thought they was incredible. And then when we left, you know, L.A. said, you can't sign that because they don't know who they are. 
They're only what the person that developing them want them to be. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, is that they're like, I'm, it's like, it's almost like they're scared. It's like, I'm, but you can't do that. You can't do that. You, like puppets kind of. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's like one more to me looks to me feels like make sure, Hey, make sure y'all smile when y'all sing. Yeah. Like smile. It's like, it feels like they're trained. And I'm like, yeah. like a boy band. Kind of. like, okay. Let me, tell, let me, let me, let me, let me sum up one more. I would love for my niece to mess with one of them, but I don't think that other girls are going to fuck them. I don't think little girls are allowed to fuck them. I think little girls are not, like, little girls want to fuck and be a young boy. Like these days. No, little, these little chicks these days, these, they're not. They, they don't want They ain't getting their panties sung out of. They ain't getting their panties, sing out their panties. And that's, that's the, the problem. They, they, but no, that's not the problem. Then that's y'all fault, ladies, because y'all not telling them to appreciate a good voice. I appreciate a good No, voice. you ain't telling your daughter to appreciate a good voice. You got to tell her that. But I'm just saying, look at it like that. These so if Mario came out with Let Me Love You right now. You should let me love you? You don't think the girls would have uh, liked it? The young girls. Like if he came out and he let, was you should, By the way, Mario, don't hit me. He's my, y'all don't say that's my nigga. And he, but you should <laughs> let me love you. Wouldn't go fly today because he's hating really hard. Yeah. He's hating on the song. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and niggas right. would have called him out. Baby, that. I just don't get it. Do you enjoy being hurt? Like, imagine a nigga telling you, you that. Lame. Yeah. Lame ass nigga. I like this toxic nigga over here. He fucking me. What you doing? You know, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You know what I'm saying? The makeup of. Like, you believe it. Like, if a nigga said that now, I'd be like, you hating that nigga. Mm. But in the fucking 2004, that shit was incredible. The niggas love toxic, though. Jam. Right. Nah, he was saying, no, he wasn't <laughs> saying. The toxic version of that, you should let me fuck you. Oh, you should there let we me go. dick you down and give there you everything you need. That's how it would have been a Good hit dick today. and affection. Mm. Let me take you shopping. They'd be like, yes, we love this nigga. But telling you, you should let me love you because I treat you good. And baby, I just don't get it. That's not. That's <laughs> not man, I mean, by the way, Mario, my nigga. But I'm just saying. But he was the song, that, those lyrics wouldn't. So, when yeah. make it say mm. he has too many. I know this nigga gonna call me. I know I could. I know he gonna hit me, Ray. Bro, I gotta tell the truth. It That's my job. Somebody, I do it. So, SoundCloud is actually up for sale for one billion dollars. What is that gonna? How is that gonna change the industry at all? If it's gonna happen, the music that? industry is in so much fucking trouble. And SoundCloud is trying to sell their shit. They trying to get out. Oh, oh, they trying to jump shit before. Of course, they trying to sell it because what they're saying is is that we have enough data that it might be valuable to you, and it might, it might bring you two billion because we have all the data. That's what they really trying to do. They not the company is not nobody's on. I'm not trying to be funny enough, but nobody's on these platforms. Y'all. Everybody's reaching, y'all. Yeah. The entire game is reaching. I'm in the game. I know. Right. Every nigga I know is scared to death in the business. Every nigga is scared to death. Niggas that know are scared to death. Cause we have no control right. and artists think they don't need us and they're not listening to us and they're failing. And we're just all sitting by the wayside, like watching the game crumble because the people in control don't know what the fuck they doing. Agreed. So I want to move to American Godfather and Godmother. Cause we got a girl with us. Boop. Okay. So a teacher went viral recently for making a list of words that she did not want used in her classroom. <laughs> Before we get all crazy about it, she is a black teacher teaching black kids. Okay. Um, a lot of the people got mad because they said that the list was anti-black because of the slang that was on it. My only comment for this was I think standing on business should definitely be allowed in the classroom. But I can understand. What words you said they can't use? What's some of the words? Oh, oh, a whole, a whole oh, bunch. Damn, you so got, it's like. Give me the highlights. Um, bruv, of course. Twin. Bruv, twin. 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 Um, it, words you really shouldn't be using in the As classroom. As a father, I agree. I agree. Like, like, like my son posted something on his Instagram last night. 
And there was just some little boys cursing. I said, delete this. And he's like, dad, I thought it was funny. I said, you can't put that energy in the world because people right. are going to think that that's what you are. Mm, yeah. That's a good point. So he was like, okay. And he deleted it. So for me, it's like, nah. Like, if, my, if I heard my son say twin, he would get punched in his shit <laughs> so motherfucking hard. Twin? Nigga, twin to anybody. <laughs> On God. On God. On and my like, mama. Bro, oh, no. bro, bro. You ate bro. that up. I don't even know. I, what the I fuck did that not really I like, did I not work up. this hard. For you to be for you to go back to the fucking ghetto and be a ghetto kid. I'm telling you. I didn't understand why people were calling it anti black though. You were teaching your children not to have this type of professionalism or even, like slang should not be Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Incorporate yeah, into your English. daily when you're speaking to adults. This right. is what I'm saying. They no, don't no, have she said that. You can't speak to each other like that. Probably. Nobody could. Don't use it in my classroom. Period. You want correct me? Correct me. Correct me. Correct me. I want to be corrected. These people be mad about everything. Nah, you but, know, but, but when we was coming up, I used to get. I got the shit slapped out of me if I said oh, something. Yeah. Said mm -hmm. some slang yeah. to my to my teacher. What's up, twin? <laughs> But she's Imagine an English teacher, so she's teaching you guys English. This that's not English. Yeah. That's oh, slang. she's an English teacher. Even oh, we always talk about this. She don't want to hear the right. slang. We should actually mad at her if she English. let you use slang in the room. Yeah, she's teaching you the English language. Like I was telling you, I had an English teacher from the UK, and he used to teach us English, but my English and his English mm. was two different Englishes. Good point. And you would think it was the same because it's English. What was like that? Hold on, hold on. I gotta ask a question to you and Tamira. Sure. Tamir, you don't have kids yet, but you have a daughter. I have two. No, but I'm saying, but you have a daughter. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, spe I'm sure. speaking about a relationship between a mother and a daughter. Okay. Why is it, like, obviously, you guys, I know a little bit about Tamir, and I know a lot about you because you're family. Y'all like street and hood niggas. Hit me out. Sure. You're talking to your seven-year-old daughter. Oh, no, I'm going to take it further. You're talking to your 15-year-old daughter, and she's attracted to street niggas. Mm -hmm. How do you stop? Do you are you okay with that number one? And if you are, if you aren't, how do you stop? What are you going to say to her to make her think that is wrong? I'm okay with that because you know it's all about how you handle yourself. <laughs> okay, you know with the street nigga. Yeah, you know you could have a street. So nigga. so give me the advice you're going to tell her. So your answer is yes is okay. What's your advice you're going to tell her when she comes home and say my my niggas in the streets? What you going to tell her? My mm -hmm. wife, she's 15 or 16. Okay, well, like my mama told me when I Self was 15 saying? or 16, and my, <laughs> my nigga was in the streets. Make sure you stay out of his shit and mind your business and don't ask no questions and just mind your business. Okay. Your mother told you that at 15? For sure. Oh, now, dream my real, dream a real sure. nigga out here. You was here or you was in Boston? I was in Boston. Dream is a real nigga, my by the way. Said, mind your business. Dream is a whole legend out me. here. Dream's a legend. Me, mind your business. Mm. Don't ask no questions. Mind your business. And guess what? I did that. I ain't asked no questions. Tamara, so I know nothing. do you want your daughter best of a street niggas? Well, one, you know, if you tell them not to, they're going to go harder no, to do but it. But you, that's so, for sure. That's what I said. So I would 
try to give her the grace no, and the no. space yes to date or who no, she no. wants you to. Said, you ain't asked the question. What? Is it okay for her to mess with street niggas when she's 15, 16? What was I doing when I was 15? No. <laughs> No, my so boyfriend. So what you gonna tell her? Tamara, you from New York. You had yeah, a street nigga. At 15, I, my first, 16. my first street that. nigga was at seventeen. I date my boyfriend. My high school boyfriend was a rapper's son. So, oh, that sounds like a street nigga to me. Oh, okay. So, a rapper's son is yes. Oh, okay. He from the streets. Well, I mean, no, no, no. He not. He not really a street nigga, but he he, he ain't going. We we didn't expect him to go to Harvard and be a a, a, a doctor. Wasn't, but when like his daddy, it didn't sound as bad. <laughs> like it was like it's mm. so, any long story short. I would tell my child, like you said, be careful. Um, damn, that's so hard because you be in a car with a nigga and he I'm get shot, you. and then you sitting there trying to that's eat ice cream, and it ain't got shit to do with me. Well, you wouldn't be trying to save his life. What I'm trying to save my life. No, no. Okay. Like, the reason why I asked that question is, is because there's a vicious cycle in our community where young black girls are attracted to these hood guys. These hood guys put kids in them. So much fun. These hood guys go to jail or die or whatever it is, or they just don't sh take care of their kid. And then you want to lame like Jay to take care. Now I just fuck with Jay. <laughs> you just lame. Oh, yeah, if I'm being honest, it was just fuck with because I'm looking at you. But I'm saying no, no. no I'm you want somebody way, else I'm to funny. come in? But but then but then you want somebody else that's lame to come in and take care of those kids. <clears throat> It's like a vicious cycle now to me. And I'm like, how do we break that cycle? You can't run the streets no more. Like, how do we break that cycle? Nobody wants to be a saver. That cycle is unbreakable. If I had a daughter, you know my only thing I would tell her? Cool. If I had a daughter, I would only give her one piece of advice to any guy. By the way, the only piece of advice I'm going to give my daughter with men, if I can't control her, don't let nobody put a baby in you. Okay. That's the advice my dad don't, gave don't me. Don't let no, that's real shit. My dad gave me that advice. Don't, put no, don't let no man put no baby in you because you, first of all, yeah. You got like one day you're not gonna be 40. So you 19, you wilding the fuck out. You're not thinking 30 is around the corner. But I think we all can admit that bitch is around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Must have around the corner. So it's like you gotta just tell them to be prepared. Like the 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 one thing that I can tell y'all, the only thing that worked in my favor would help me be who I became was because I didn't have a kid. That's true. Cause having a kid puts strain and stress on you. My and, put me on birth and we I and we had like kids are accessories. Like we want you should want your kid to grow up in a two parent household. That's for sure. So oh, how you having a two how you fucking a street dude, hoping that you're not thinking about two parent household because he's he, he not might go to jail. You should have a kid from him until yeah. he is like fresh out the streets and and and, and, and flying straight. Yeah, right. And by the way, he shouldn't want that either. That's but he ain't true. thinking like that because he's just swimming in women with their own condominiums. <laughs> yeah. What age would you put your daughter on birth control? 16. As soon as I know she starts having sex, she's on. I don't. What? You ain't having. Ain't no kids being born out of wedlock. You're gonna have uh, a baby. I feel you. Yeah. You gonna have a baby. My mother didn't give me an issue. I'm not doing that. Gonna, she, she was like, "Here you go, please." And by the way, let me make this clear. I'm not saying you can't get married to him or her. I'm not saying that later. But what I'm saying is that if you don't think, I always say, if you don't want your son or your daughter to be like this man, don't let him put kids in you. Right. Because yeah. You be looking at them and you be like, that's that, 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 that's their father's side coming okay. out right there. <laughs> that's their goddamn ignorant yeah. daddy side right yeah. there coming out. <laughs> Nigga, you let the ignorant daddy run up in you and put a baby in there. So that's now partially your like fault. Him. Now you got a half-ass ignorant kid. So I, I, to me, I think I think if we break that cycle in our community, I think it takes black people, wherever we are, it doubles what we are. Because yeah. it's like, have you ever seen the movie This Is 40? That's one of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. This, this is, 40? is 40. I'm a movie connoisseur, by the way. 
This is 40. Okay. Send it'd be like the next Roger Ebert or something. Yeah, you gotta send me the movie so I could tune in. Come on, no, no, that's not that. Juju, come on, Juju, come on. Juju's here. He showed up. Hey. Let Juju in. He was with Obama. He's with Obama. No, no, sit down. Juju, here. Come on. Sit in the middle. Sit over here. Come on, me. Yep. No, no, here, no, no, no. Okay, so here's what I'm saying. 40. No, this, this is 40. Uh-huh. Is about a white couple. No drink? And they're both mm -hmm. turning 40. Okay. And the white guy, the guy is, basically, the, they, their kids are like 13, 7, 13. Uh, and you know, it just shows what life is like when you hit 40. Like the woman doesn't want, uh, she's lying about her age and she mm -hmm. doesn't want to, and the guy got to go through like certain medical things, you know, just to check him. And then, you know, he's in the music business. So he loses, he, he's not, you know, in the music business, they push your ass out after a certain age. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we all know that. So he, you know, he's trying to figure it out. And it's just like, man, the black version of that would be the mother is a grandmother. Cause we be fucking so fast and so early. Yeah, we be nineteen with kids, and then mm -hmm. kids be, they be we turn thirty seven, and the kid got a kid. We thirty seven old grandparents. I, I know someone that was a grandmother before she was thirty. Yeah, that's crazy. No way. That's I, that's I mathematically impossible. I, I swear to God, that's mathematically impossible. I swear to no, 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 no. Fourteen, fourteen. She was 15, a grandmother 15. before she was thirty. That's a fact. Really? That's big facts. Okay. It can happen. I believe it. But when you said how yeah, do we break how do we break the cycle, right? I think we have to make nerds the cool kids. It's not even about nerds. Listen, man. We act like white kids aren't out here rock and rolling, right. using drugs, right. all that other they shit. It's just that white parents are like, you ain't having no kids until you marry. That one thing. The baby daddy term came from the black community. They got mm. structure. Yeah, and if I'm saying fuck all you want, listen, nobody's had more fun. Than, right than me, <laughs> you know. I got one. I got kids from one woman though, mm -hmm. and that's I've never had yeah. another woman pregnant in my life. Yeah, I don't play like that. Right, you ain't gonna catch me. I ain't want. I don't want that. I don't Flipping want that. On my but I'm just saying. That's all, and I know it stopped me because when I finally found my purpose, because when you're 19, 20, you're trying to figure life out. You should be trying to be a dad or a mama. You're 19, 20. Like, go fuck the world up. Go yeah. fuck up and come back when you're 25 and figure yourself. out what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Go find yourself and then go do it. What you say, Juju? Nothing. <laughs> he said, "Huh? Go to say it, Juju. Come on, you just walked in. It's okay. Come on." I don't know the context. <laughs> no, I was asking why do the. I was saying the, the cycle in our community is that women like street guys, and they have kids from street guys, and then those street guys usually become bad baby fathers because they're street guys. They're not. They're not worried about being. Did, a, you, did you see the interview that um, Young Boy just did? Well, he's, yeah. he I was said, just about to say he that. said that he I, and I just brought young boy but I didn't even think but about reality, that but the reality is what he said is like out of, if you take if you took it out of context like a lot of people took that out of context he's been a dad since he was like 17 exactly he's like I don't even it don't mean so nothing to me even, but even beyond that he's been on house arrest for the last four years oh, wow. four so it's, it's been Stuck in a house wow. something kids? like that so like he's been raising a kid like in the confines of a house yeah but kids are raising kids in our community and then we wonder why our community is fucked up Nigga, the daddy I'm gonna be at the daddy I am at 20 is way different than the daddy yeah. I am at 30. Yeah. I'm in a career at 30. At 20, nigga, I'm fucking for I'm fucking I'm having a good ass time. The younger the parents get, the younger yeah. the grandparents get, it just gets all. And it becomes a vicious cycle. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we trying to figure out what happened. Mama and daddy was 18, and you didn't <laughs> tell them to fuck. You you ignored the fact that they was fucking. They fucking make up make her wear birth control. Make her be accountable because I've never seen. Is the term single father a term? Is that even a term? Yeah. Somebody yeah. tried to hit me with that. No, it's about like 22 years old. Yeah. No. Yeah, I got 22 years old. Hold on, hit me out. 22 years old. I met, what's your name? What's your name? Yeah. Rose. Rose. 22 years old. I met a girl named Rose. 
right? 22, <laughs> met a girl named Rose. Me and Rose have a good ass time. You know, we start fucking. Nigga, when I'm motherfucking 40. I think you taking it out of context that women can't be shit either. Like, oh. Ooh. Yeah, like. But that's true. When I say that, when I say that, like, I do know guys that are single fathers. Like, I have homies yeah. that were, when I was at Morehouse, there was dudes that had to bring their kid to school with yeah, them. No, no, but I'm saying, what I'm saying is that you're right that women ain't shit, but that woman won shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying, like, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm being funny, thing, but though. I'm saying, but that, but I'm saying, I ain't seen a 21 year old man out here like, man, we was fucking and we had a baby and, and she just, after the birth, she just left. And it was just me and the baby together. It, like, that definitely happened. That happens. That yes, happens to one of my really I'm good saying, friends. I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't, but I'm saying it's like seeing a fucking, it's like seeing a fucking animal. Wait, hold on. Don't let it hold on. And then most of those cases, too, are like, a girl, she's like, she's scared to go home. She's like, she's got pregnant during first semester mm -hmm. school. School. She's scared to go back home during the break, and she's she's legit. When she does go back home, she leaves the kid with the with the guy, and then it's, it, it like it plays out in a very weird state. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I'm, I'm gonna just say, God, thank you for not making making those women you around <laughs> you and your right. I, I, I don't want to talk. I ain't come to talk about this on no, camera. I tell you off camera. On, Wait, hold on. My, my homeboy had a baby. He had triplets by a girl. Oh, wow. She damn. left him with the kids. Now, now Ray be triplets. triplets. Ooh, and they and their girls. She left oh. triplet boys with him to raise. Yeah. Guess what? Because uh, uh, he had twins later, he just be having on these babies. Oh, wow. Wait, hold on, wait. The point is, she was a stripper. She was a stripper. She was a stripper at a club, and and he and I remember when he first started dating her. He was like, "Oh, she don't really mean it because her bag be like, like she don't really want to strip. She's just there." And I was like, "What you mean?" Yeah, he was like, "It's, it's stadium in DC. Like that's a yeah, good that's stadium, a good club. right?" And her bag, oh, you know her? like. I don't know her, but I know him. So, mostly short, she left him with the babies, went on about her life. He's now a father who was really a single father raised. She went to strip and had three babies? Yeah, she sure yeah, did. Went right back. Snap back. 100% she yeah. went back. You never heard of that snap and she and she After never three? looked back. Snap back. Left that man with them kids. Well, you know, well, you know, you but know, a lot of these he knew women, what he was getting into. A, a, That's a, what a lot of these women, you know, like, you you don't know the deal. Three at one time, though. <laughs> oh, you never made a deal. Oh, it's a deal you gotta yeah, use to make. It's you gonna have my baby, yeah, and then right life. after you get the baby out, we gonna transfer you from that hospital bed to this hospital bed where he gonna run his surgery, surgery. so that way you're fine. Right? Yeah. That's the what, game. After three? Yeah. Nigga, I don't give a fuck if it was nine. That 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 you going from one? You the you the babies are being nurtured by the I'm nurses. You are one. in the hospital bed getting the fat transfer, everything taken out. What? That's, Fix this immediately. That's I made a deal after one. Hold on. I don't think you could do that for sure. Jackie, I hold the mic. Oh. So you telling me it's, it's chicks that do that just straight off the dribble? Yeah. Like baby out. All the Kardashians do it. Yeah. Good cool. answer. All the Kardashians do it. You gotta think about it. That's why they traumatic surgery, so you might as well, well just go in Like you're you already yeah, in all the stuff did. and you was like, take me from this high, from the baby while y'all getting him, circumcising him and getting him all the stuff. I'm gonna go over here, take this little Do four hour surgery play? and when Damn. I come out, we fine and we got well, a family I mean, again. I, I would think like your body's like trauma and vulnerable. Let me tell you something. Okay, let me tell you something. The way these women be hopping on these tables. It's in, by the way, I'm not, I, it's, I admire y'all. That's incredible That's to strange. me that y'all have the balls to just let somebody turn the lights off and operate on your body. This is why I don't got big titties. There is a dick enhancement surgery. I don't, surgery. I don't know one. one nigga that's like, There's I don't give a hot, them bitches ain't worth me knowing the nigga's gonna cut my shit open, put something, what? 
I'll be found. I'll be found this little dick. I'll be found this little two inches. <laughs> He's out Bitches, I ain't pussy good. I ain't pussy good. <laughs> Find another way to compensate. They definitely have dick enlargement surgeries. They do. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I know, no, no. I know that. I know they do. But let me. I'm just saying. I couldn't even. I'm just saying. I don't know niggas that's hopping on the table. Like I ain't. T- I'm talking about nigga Trey. He like yo Ray. You know. I need. I need. We go up next week, man. Because you know I'm hopping on the table on Monday. Hopping on what table? I'm thinking now I'm getting, getting dick enlargement. Dick enlargement. Yeah, I know niggas that got that. They, they, they call it the John Cena. I heard. No, I heard a few. Get the John Cena. Kanye said he got lipo. Really? Anytime a man gets surgery, it's considered soft. But y'all can really work out and lose weight a little bit easier than we do. Like y'all go to the gym for a week, and next thing you know, y'all muscles is bulging. Like y'all just yeah, be cheating true. for no. Reason. No, it's not that. It's just that God made us one way and made y'all another yep. way. And now you know these doctors and y'all fucking with the science. I, I hate to see this world three hundred years from now. Yeah. We ain't gonna have no race Bro, around this motherfucker. When they go to dig up skeletons, you'll see veneers. Yep. Ooh. Wow. Like that post, they said the new cast is gonna look like guitars. The BBL cast is gonna, gonna look, look like guitars. Because the veneers don't leave, I got veneers. Oh shit, man, my shit gonna stay with me like that. You gonna be in the grave. I'm gonna say, bury me. When I bury me, there's a smile on my face. Hey, for these goddamn Juju, can you give it to Juju real quick? Because I know you know about this. Um, So there was a big football game last night, right? Yeah. With the. So. Michigan My- and yeah. Okay. Michigan Washington. So the question is, does that now make them the lead contender for? Are they now a powerhouse in football? Michigan. Yes. Hell no. And I ain't. I'm standing on that. Juju's a hater, y'all. Detroit, I want all my Detroit folks to Juju's know. Juju's a hater. Not because because. By the way, you know why Michigan won this year? This is their first year winning in what 25, 27 years. You want to know why they won? Forty. Twenty-seven. Because they they did the split in ninety-seven when Charles Woodson was the um. Okay. They did a split. The you know why they won? Cause they got a coach and they let the coach run the show. Well, no, you know he so you know what Jim Hart. He imagine if football was like you know, music. And they, imagine this year. Yeah, I know. Nigga, he was I know. The first three. Nah, bro, but that's good. Something? That's good. I got one wish. I hope the Falcons go get him. Oh, nah, the Falcons ain't gonna go get him. They better. Arthur oh, Blank ain't no. spending that money. It's gonna cost a check. No, no. If Arthur Blank, if 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 Jim Harbaugh is our coach, you mean to tell me you don't want to go to? You ain't interested in Falcons. I'm not a Falcons fans. So. Oh well, see, that's what, what I was talking to you. What you arrested? No. What fan are you? Carolina Panthers. Hey, watch your mouth. Y'all niggas went 1 17 this year. 1 16. That's why I'm not up here beating my chest. I'm standing on the home team. Well, what's the team? Carolina Panthers. Uh oh. Okay, cool. I'm still a Patriots fan. I don't care. Yeah. Giants and Jets. I'm a New Yorker. Y'all just as worse. He got Tim's on. Look at Tim. Yeah, I'm a New Yorker. Yeah. I peep So no matter. the Yankees. Jack don't even continue like the contenders. By the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, that same statement that Juju said, mm-hmm. where he talking about what's that came with that, that you got? We like street niggas is it, this hip hop street politics. Yeah. New York fashion is fucking y'all up. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> nigga, I'm tired of seeing Tim's in a Yankee hat, nigga. Tim's in a short. A Tim's in a Yankee hat? <laughs> it's never nigga, going nowhere. That's okay, so that's my point. It's a classic, right? Nigga, we still, nigga, niggas ain't going crazy for Braves hats. Nigga, like, when did I'm niggas we, ever we go crazy one, for Braves hats? You know what I'm trying to say? It's not like. I don't know, back in the 2000s. I'm saying if if Juju, based on Juju's statement, New Yorkers, y'all are holding yourself back with y'all how New York has to be thing. D-Dot says something that's really important. He said there's no rules to this shit. Give me a rule book where it says you have to wear those Tims. No, it's those broke-ass New Yorkers who are like, this is what I want because it's the thing. Not saying y'all, but I'm saying in general. Mind you, I was one. And it be snowing. So I can talk like that. I was a project in the hood, New Yorker, who wanted a pair of Tims. But I want other pairs now. I don't want the same motherfucking pairs. I don't understand why I got to keep the same (laughs) pairs. I wanted a pair of Tims. I'm asking, asking. 
I'm asking. I wanted to pay attention. I don't. I'm. I mean, I'm not like the oracle on like New York street fashion, so to speak. But it's just you know, it's just one of those embedded behaviors that we have. Okay. Well, guess what? I know. I know a nigga that's. I, I when I go to Patterson Projects, I see people that's still there. Yeah. <laughs> and I left Patterson in 1991. My yeah. point is, is Maybe that three generations in. growth is necessary mm-hmm. for sure. humans. Yeah. Y'all going to be Neanderthals. Ain't that what they call cavemen? They, uh, Y'all like Neanderthals. They, they got white women doing jumping jackets for the Marcy Projects. What? What? Y'all didn't see that? Go, go, go. Look at Jack. Jack, <laughs> Jack won't defend it. <laughs> Jack know what I'm talking about. I mean, you know, uh, Brooklyn, well, it, it's happening in Jamaica too, but Brooklyn is um, what they call that shit again. Gentrified. Gentrified. Yeah. So yeah, she I mean, go jumping jacks for the I, I bet you in 1987 wasn't no white people doing jumping jacks in front of Jack. Uh, we're not talking about. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm saying. Years ago. But you mean you said it like it's just. I'm like just saying. I'm, I'm just. I just want y'all to grow. I just want y'all to wear different color Tims and different color no, um, different team hats. I don't see no New York nigga with a Mets hat. I mean, I wear. I have Mets hat. Has anybody ever seen a Mets hat on? I have. I got Mets hats. I got Mets hats. I want to wear Red Sox hat. I would. What? I would never. Falcons fan with a Saints with a Saints jersey on. No, you're not. But so this is the same thing. Like New York for the Yankees and the Mets is either one. No, but my point is this: is that they're still Mets fans because it's the Mets, Jets, Nets. Do you ever know that? Mets, Jets, Nets? It's the Knicks, the Nets, no, the Giants, no. the Jets, the Yankees, oh the Mets. God. The, the Knicks. The, oh, my God, y'all. Listen, man. This one, I got to school New Yorkers now. <laughs> In New York, the three main teams are the Knicks, the Giants, and the Yankees. The secondary teams in New York are the Nets, Jets, Mets. That's true. Mets is only secondary if you're not. It's a certain. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing why it's secondary. Yeah. I'm just saying Nets, Jets, it's, Mets. That's weird as fuck yeah, to me. Yeah, why is it like that? Because New York is just fucking stuck in what they are. This is what I mean. Okay. Yeah. I want, well, by the way, I want smoke today with New York. I want smoke with Jack. Because I look at his Tim's <laughs> and them shits is not fresher than the ones I got on. I had on that day. I seen them as soon as he walked on. I said, oh, Jack ain't playing. But, nah, but I like your outfit. I was going to wear my Sergio Titani today, too. You look you look really put it. together today. Man, ain't gonna lie, you got man. the bread. You got the bread, Jordan. You got the bread. Can I be honest with you? On. If I live for your compliments, man, I would die on your dishes. I don't give a fuck. Jack, I don't give a fuck what you think about what I have on. I like what I have on. I like what I have on. Jack, I don't give a fuck what you think, Jack Dance. I appreciate that compliment, but I got to make sure, because then it's like, if what I, I'm going to celebrate your shit, then I'm looking like, I'm oh, so then I'm going to cry when you diss me? Nah, I'm just giving you, a, you know, a little shout out, a little, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Jack, I Jack, can I tell you something, man? I'm that motherfucking nigga. I don't need that Ooh. from nobody. Ooh, but I, but I, I just, I, I'm acting arrogant like a New Yorker now. If you wasn't in music, do you think you would still dress this way? Yes. Yeah. Can, can I tell you something? I only had one dream as a child, to be able to dress like myself and make money. Mm, I don't want to wear something that I don't want to wear for me to make money. You know, I wrote my high school yearbook. What? what? I would love to know your high school. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a job. I can wear sweatpants to every single day. Me too. That's a good one. Yeah. And that was like my, she was my uh, professor. And, and, my and, principal and, was and, like, and to be honest with you, ain't nothing in the music, ain't nothing in the music business better because you know we we dress and act and move like street niggas, but we legit, so we get the girls too. Mm, that's a good way to put it. We get to dress like we get to dress we like got, well, we the dress like we got yes. pay stubs and shit in the back. W four. Okay, so <laughs> in closing, since Let's comedy go. was such a big thing this week, the debate question is: Who was the funniest king of comedy? Bernie Mac. Steve. Oh, we got different options. So Steve Harvey. We Bernie got Mac? Bernie Mac, Cedric the Entertainer. Did y'all see that footage that Jack sent with the kid doing Bernie Mac joke before Bernie Mac did it? No. Relax. 
We ain't gonna, we ain't gonna go You saw that? Like that. No, I didn't see it. Hold on. Y'all wanna see something? He borrowed it? Oh, oh no, shit. no, no. I don't give a damn what you about to show me. We're not gonna Cat walk away. Like Cat that. Williams has opened up the. No, 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 Uncle bro, 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 bro. I ain't gonna lie. Bro, I ain't gonna lie. Hold on, hit me out. Hold on, y'all. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Listen, y'all gotta hear this because this fucked my head up. Where's that? Boom. Here. Listen. I remember the school What year was that? That was the way he ended it. This is in the 90s. Look, this is like. Okay, I feel you. Bernie Mac did this show in 2000. Right. So you know my take on this? No, no, hit me out. I had to watch the whole you. I hear you. You know my take on this, though? How many, how many people have sampled the artist? How many people have sampled the record? How many people like, like, literally. Oh, that's a joke nah, cover. That's a cover. Nah, so yeah. like now. Oh, oh, wait, niggas, so, comedians so, doing covers now? But he said the joke in it. He said, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie said the joke in his own way. So I'm trying to figure out no, what the. It's the same. Niggas that said no, the no, same no, your mama it's joke the same to, joke though. But you know how many people said the same your mama joke and you still laugh? Like, my thing is, I don't give a fuck about if you recite. Like, Bernie, we're never going to take away from the fact of what he, what he created. No. Bernie is Bernie. But I'm not. But what here's the he thing. Create? I don't want okay. no milk and okay. cookies. Okay, so hit me out. Hit me out real quick. I got to say something. Here's my problem with the world. Here's Virgo's problem with the world. I'm going to make it a Virgo thing. This is why This is why Cat Williams did the joke he did. I want to tell y'all, because I'm a Virgo. I'm a, I, I can speak for his J. Thank you, my nigga. Here's Virgo's problem with the world, is that this world picks his favorites. And if we ain't that then we have to then figure, we have to either accept it or not. And we don't accept it. So we just do the work. So you do the work, you honor the process. And then all of a sudden you see niggas that don't, didn't do the work, getting opportunities that you wanted. Right. Right. That, 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 so that's all that this. doesn't make sense to me. Like what? What about the that? The reason it doesn't make sense is like in the case of, in this context, that doesn't make sense because you never supposed to look at the next man and where they think that he no, took your No, 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 no. You didn't hear. You see, you missed the point. What I'm saying is the system picks favorites. Mm -hmm. The system picks favorites. Like, I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to name two legendary players, one the system picked and one the streets picked. And they played at the same time. Kobe, AI. Right. AI was the niggas the streets picked. The system didn't like AI. They liked right. Kobe. If the system mm -hmm. didn't like it. He would have made the NBA. No, 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 no. He was too that, a good. Better, a better example of that. A better example of that would have been like Stephon Marbury, and then the name was or somebody that got kicked out of the league. That no, was, no, 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 no. Because, because look, because look. Not, but but how can you say how can you say the system picked them? I could tell you. I, but hold on, I'm gonna tell so you hear how. me out. Hear me out. Hear you, me like, out. You, you let me finish my, so, you finish my so point. Cult, but culturally, right? Culturally, you got to like you're you're taking. I ain't talking about culture. I'm talking about the system. You can't win his argument with me, bro. How did they not? How did they not? How the system not pick him? He he was in the, he's an NBA Hall of Famer. How the system they not didn't, pick him? They didn't market they, they, they and promote because AI as much he wore braids. Yeah. He had tattoos. They had no choice but to market and promote. No, he was that good. Yeah, because he was. He was that good. They they picked Kobe because Kobe was clean cut. He That's was married. Smart. He was doing everything right. he's supposed to do. So what I'm telling you is that dog, the system picks his favorites. And that is a problem for us. That, dog, do you know why I'm everything I am? You know why everything I exist is? Because when I was a kid in high school, the system, who the kids they pulled out, they killed, they, they, look at the kids they focused on, the athletes, right. the really genuinely smart kids, right. or the 
talent, singers, songwriters, instrument players. Nigga, what about me? When Dallas Austin comes to the school, they're not pulling me out the class. No. When Deion Sanders comes to the school, they're not pulling me out the class. I'm in, <laughs> so I'm like, these motherfuckers think so I'm going to be a janitor. So, so right. that's, my, my question is, the reason I say that's not fair, is that the system or is that chance? That's the system. No, that's chance. That's chance or fate that you that's No, not, nah. It has nothing to do with the system. No, it, it has doesn't. Nothing, it, it, I can't help that I'm more talented. If I can't help that I'm a better athlete than the nigga that's inside me. Hold on. I you, can't help that I can sing. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's why you're wrong. You're still speaking from the individual standpoint. No. You keep saying I can no. The system can help. The system can say, "What about these other kids? What about the like dog? What is the one thing that you're supposed to do when you're in class? The most important thing you're supposed to do is you don't are. talk, nigga. What, what if you a nigga that could get paid to talk like me? I'm the system don't work well, for me. That's not the system. It's the that is the system. That's no, the way it's, it's not. What is it then? You're not supposed to that's so you mean to so, hold on? Hold on. I got this. I got hold on. Okay, so okay, listen. You, so bro. you and me in high school. Okay. okay. I'm good at talking. Right. You're good at playing basketball. You're getting selected for all the programs, all the awards. I ain't shit. We get out of school. You ain't shit no more because you ain't good enough to go to the pros. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm talking. I'm talking. By the way, this is my life. I was talking. People, why, why am I in the music business? Because somebody I went to high school with said, yo, well, since we were kids, when you talk, people listen. Well, Ray, so, right. so, so take the same example you just gave me. Now you say the system. What happens now if you join the Glee Club or you join the fucking debate team? So now the same the same talent you have of talking, you're not allowing the system. We don't have no debate oh, teams in the hood. Ray, there's a Ray. That's the system again. That is we don't did anybody go to school with did anybody go to school with a debate team? I would have been great as fuck at that. Actually, actually. You went to you went you went to a when I lived in Alabama, I was on a debate team. I don't know. So when we say a system They was debating slaves versus <laughs> no, so my point, my point is this, dog. Listen, my point is this, is that we, in this world, we invest in who we want to invest in. Like, we invest who we want to invest in. And what I'm telling you is that that is, that is the system. So when the smart kids come, when fucking, what's that woman named that, um, one of the astronauts came to the school, they didn't pull Ray Daniels out of class. They're like, yo, dumbass, ain't he? you behind. Oh, you don't deserve this. <laughs> they pulled out the other girl. And then yeah, they're the yeah, smart yeah. girls. Well, so what I'm telling you is, but guess what? That's why the world is so fucked up. And that's why if you pay attention, the people that are not from the system are the people that are fucking winning the most. The people yeah. that are not of the system. Mm -hmm. It's the people that are not from the system that break that 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 change things and because they pick who they want what if i want to be that guy well, he's the guy well but he don't even care about it i want it right. sit down ray shut up <laughs> he's the guy dog they didn't do that so when i got out of high school i'm like nigga i always brag i went to atlanta metropolitan college for one nigga, semester for one fucking semester nigga what the fuck was i supposed to be in my life so this is a much deeper conversation no no no, no 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 <laughs> no 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 hit me out you got, you got let me finish here's what i'm saying Imagine if I was 15 years old and somebody came to me and said, you a smart kid. You can lead. You can be more. You think I would have, you don't think I would have tapped into that? Nigga, I didn't know I could be shit till I was 22. Start making money in this game I want to be in when I was 25. Did million dollar deals when I was 26. Nigga, imagine if somebody told me I could be something when I was 12. So is that, so once again, I asked you, is that the system or is that, the way you were raised. It's no, no, that's it's the it's system. Two bro, it's two different things. No, that's it's going to, hold on. Hit me out, hit me out, hit me out. Hit me out. It, much no, 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 no. Like, it's the system because even if my mom thought I should be more, then she can't make the fucking, my son wants to play on the basketball team. I can't go and say, put him on a goddamn team because I'm his parent. It's the system. You know, my son told me, he no, called, how things no, don't run. Because when, when you say, when, you, when we identify, and this is the part that 
the part that like, where I can't stand on it, right? The part where I can't stand on saying and saying a system. If you really want something, you can go do it, right? So, I agree. Hold on, hold on. So, so if your mom really wants you to play basketball, she now takes you from the west side of Atlanta or the south side of Atlanta, and she takes you over to the west side of Atlanta to go play basketball. What mom? If, what mom on. in the hood has the money to it do that? It doesn't matter, bro. It does. Can, you can, you can, you can, it I does. Can, so, so we can we talk? We keep talking about a system, and this is why I think this shit is bullshit, right? When you say system, Elijah Wan, who created uh, Eastside Golf, one is the number one brand right now for golf for black golfers. He literally came from the east side of Atlanta. His, there's no golf. There was no golf team on the east side of Atlanta. Okay. His mother made sure that he got to the fucking golf course on on fucking um, John A. White. John A. White every single fucking day to go practice. Ooh, mind you, mind you, mind you, mind you. I want could, you. Can you let me jump in you, real quick? Mind you, she could you not have afford. to have. Hold on, hold on. So, so hear me out. See me out. So, so wrong. So, so, so we're identifying when we're trying to talk about identifying system, bro. That, that's that's a bullshit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hear me out. That's a bullshit mentality. Somebody had to put golf clubs in your fucking hand. It's a cop to see you can swing, my nigga. Right. My hold on. I got a. I got. I got a child actor you, right here. I got a dude that's been acting and doing it since he was right here. He's right here. He was raised to do it by his parents, but he still got to fight the, the system. system. His mama. Am I right? All that in him, not the system. I don't care for, and, my, and mind system you, person. every nigga that's great, every nigga that's rich as fuck is a nigga that wanted to be a part of the system. They didn't embrace him. They had to do it outside with the people and the system own. brought them in and they dominated. Mm -hmm. Agree. Am I wrong about that? Agree. I think it's cap. Okay. That's all I'm wait, saying. hold on. Wait. Yeah, you won't let me get mine. We name. never answered I, who's I the, the king point. of comedy. I get the point. I'm just, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, that's the mindset that's going to keep us behind. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. No, hold on. No, no. I got to stop you. See, that's not fair, though. That's not fair. Because I'm not speaking about mindset. I agree that that's the. I, I'm speaking against that mindset, mind you. You talking to a self-made nigga right the here. System only has right. power if we allow a system to have power. Sometimes, I agree, but so, who the fuck knows the system don't have power unless you explore other people and talk to other people? But Ray, but who that's, knows? But that's what I'm trying to that's say. Let me get my point across, right? So you talk, you, we talk about a system, right? A system only has validity if we give the system validity, right? So if we say, if they say, hey, if you say Juju, you, you want to play basketball? Cool. You want to let me on the team? Cool. I got a homie. I got Jack. Jack sells dope in the hood. Jack going Jack to pay for our team to have a, a team. I go get my uncle. Hold on. I go get my uncle. My uncle now is sponsoring our team. Now we have a full-blown team. We've lit, we, hold on. Once again, once again. We keep you. You're giving something that does not have power. That that literally you can't even touch. The system is a non tangible thing that you cannot touch. Can I talk? Oh, can can I we talk? agree on that? I don't know. You can said we, say can we agree. The system is non tangible. It's yes. not tangible. Can we not? Can we not touch? Can we not touch? Yes, the system? we can. How? I'm gonna tell you. If you went to public school, you're part of the system. Yes. Right. If you got to go to the hospital, you're part of the system. Mm -hmm. If you out there trying to get a job, you're part of a system. My nigga, you're smarter than bro. Let me tell you something. You're smarter than most niggas I worked with in the music business. That's why I wanted you on the show. Why them niggas above you? Because the system favored them. Not because you ain't smarter. Not because you couldn't kill it. It's because they didn't, they wasn't the fucking, you wasn't the favorite, my nigga. Let's be clear. Why did Ray have to go on the outside and create a podcast? Because when I called the system, I emailed Charlemagne the God and his, his, his partner, Dolly, and said, hey, I'm Ray Daniels, pretty sex successful um, um, music uh, exec. I would love to put my shit on the chocolate. What's that? What's, not chocolate. I'm, I'm, I'm not being funny. What's that? The, the, the Black Effect podcast. I want that one. No shade to them. I was like black chocolate. The, the Black Effect podcast. They don't respond. Right. So guess what Ray knows? I don't fit the system. Okay, cool. Let me go do it myself. myself. And then when I talked to Charlemagne, that thing, and I was like, yo, y'all, the Breakfast Club has posted us about, they post us like seven, eight times last year. And he's like, why are you not on the Black Effect pod? 
nigga, because the system didn't favor a nigga like me. Mm-hmm. That's why I had to go do it. So what I'm telling you is, is that the reason why we doing everything we doing is because the system picks its motherfucking favorites. Nigga, Barack Obama will tell you that firsthand. Right. Do you know the story about how Barack became president? Yes. Tell me the story. You want the long part? Just tell me. Yeah, I want to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to hear the story. I know. Because I, I know the first person he called or the first group of people so he, he called. So, so before he became president, he wasn't even actually on the ballot to become president. He wasn't he even, was, no, no, no. He wasn't even a candidate. <laughs> Let me tell the story. He, he wasn't back. a candidate. Oh, can I tell you the story? Go ahead. Okay, this is how Barack Obama became president. Barack Obama did a speech in the 2004 election when John Kerry was running. Mm-hmm. Remember, right. that speech is what put him on the map. Which he wasn't yes. even invited to the Democrat. No, he man, wasn't I invited know. to the you, you, talk, you, you want me to tell a story? Tell tell story. Tell Barack story. Obama does a speech in the 2004 election. What you don't know is that they wanted him to do the speech in the afternoon. Remember, it's an all-day thing. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama, they're like, who the fuck is this guy, Barack? Why would we let him get primetime hours? Right. So they put him in the daytime. Barack Obama calls Clarence Avon. It says they got me on, but they want me to perform at early in the day. And I, I need that prime time. And then he read him the speech and he was like, this speech is prime time worthy. Well, he said, it's not, it's not two, it's one America. And it's not this. And remember that speech that put him on the map. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. He does a speech because Barack, when he was a junior, when he was a junior um, congressman or senator, he was, he, the president was on his mind. And guess what? He does that speech. We all know him now. All the black people's like, oh, wow, we got another black hero. He wants to run for the, he wants to run for president now. He goes and sits down with the Black Caucus and says, "I want y'all to support me." You know what the system told him? It's not your time. It's right. Hillary's time. Yeah. Right. We can't support you right now. Right. And he was did Bar- Barack could have easily said, "Okay, system, I'll wait till y'all think I'm ready." But what did he do? He went and he called Clarence Avon again. No, he, I, I was corrected. He called a group of black powerful people. One of those people he called was a guy named Kasim Reed who named me the culture referee, who is my, who is a former mayor of Atlanta, but is my dog. Kasim corrected me with this story. Kasim said, he called us all in the room, all mayors, people in policy and said, I want people here. He called the only black man that was in the house of representatives at the time as well. He called, that's what I'm saying, he called all the niggas that was like him. And he he called everybody, no, 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 that came came later. He called everybody that was like him and said, they told me it's not my time, but I think I could win. I need help. Everybody in that room, Kasim would tell you, wrote a check that day. Then, instead of playing politics, the next call he makes is to Clarence Avon again. And he says, I need to do my first fundraiser. I'm going. And, and, and Clarence like, let's go. He said, but if we go, we got to go big. What did they do with that? L.A. Reed's house. He had two requests. I need Beyonce to be there. And I think he wanted Jay-Z and Beyonce there. That was Barack's request when he's a junior senator. Like, make sure Beyonce and Jay are there. Mind you, the first time we saw all of them together was in a room at L.A. Reed House um, for Barack Obama. The niggas picked him, not the system. Guess what? Donald Trump, the system hates him. The niggas picked him. Not the niggas, but the people picked him. I have to to correct your story just a tad. Go ahead. Just a tad. So, you're correct. The system did pick him, but that's not how they picked him. It wasn't a black... Who picked him? Where the he was a uh, he was on the House of Representatives in Illinois at the time, mm-hmm. right? And the person who was in front of him to go for governor fell out of the race. The other person who was on the Democratic ticket also fell out of the race because he had a bunch of allegations that popped up. Barack said he wanted to run a clean race the entire time, so he had a conversation with Hillary. He said, "Hillary, I'm not going to go against you unless there's like unless there's there's a rift." Mm-hmm. Hillary said she took it as, "Oh no, there's a rift." I'm like. like it is what it is. So he said, then he goes back and he says, if I, if I, he promised Michelle, if I can get enough 
votes in the um, primaries to make the ballot, then we're going to go for the run. Mind you, he had no intention of going for the run. So before he even went to the black delegation to, to win the black, black America, black America wasn't going to be hard to win. He had to go win old white America to even make the, to even make the ballot. So he had to go win Iowa and Idaho. You talking about when he was running against the primary against Hillary? Before he even made the ballots run for president. So what ballot are you talking about? To, to, to what what, what ballot are you talking about then? To make the Democratic ballot. What so Democratic is, ballot? So the Democratic, so the Before speech, you, the, speech, the, speech like, you, the speech you're referring to when he did on the Democratic floor. Yeah, he didn't get. He wasn't even. He wasn't even invited to the Democratic National Convention. I know. So before before you can even get a presidency, uh, look, look at presidency, you have to be the the keynote speaker at the Democratic National Convention. He didn't even get invited. Mm -hmm. So when he called Clarence Avon, he told him he said, "I didn't even get invited." They didn't even know who he was on the floor. Yeah. So he he ended up getting onto the floor and having that giving that speech. So after that speech. That's when he even got acknowledged for even getting on the ballot. So prior to that, he didn't call Kasim and them until he was actually in the presidency race. So that's what no, I'm no, he called them before. No, they. You want me to call Kasim on speaker right now? How are you like mind you, I, mind you, hold on. I, by the way, I only know this story. How do you know that part of the story? Because I only know this story. I'm telling from three mouths. L.A. Reed mouth, Clarence Avon mouth, and Kasim yeah, Reed mouth. I'm talking about for the, that's when he was actually running for president. No, but he had, bro, but listen, I'm telling Prior you. To run for president, he didn't have, the bottom line is he didn't have, have you, I don't, the system, bro, you, you want to, you, 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 you late, you late, so you, you, <laughs> you got to make sure you got your, you, you got to make sure you got hurt. Yeah. I get it. What I'm just no, trying to tell you is that every person in this room knows that there's a system that we have to go through. And the people who are, who become powerful, the people who figure out how to outsmart the system, which is usually the people in the system or the rules in the system. Can we, let's all do this. Let's be honest right now. Be honest, please, because I can prove to you that I'm not bullshitting. Raise your hand if you knew Donald Trump was going to win way before he won. I don't believe that. I don't believe that because America was fucked. I don't, I'm saying you. I'm saying I don't believe America was shocked that he won. I, I but bro, we no, 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 no. We were shocked Money. that he won. We let shocked me tell you something. Won? Okay, so let me tell you something. I knew he was gonna go. Do me a favor. See y'all. Go watch. It's a, go watch the Saturday Night Live skit where it was Trump versus um, where it was like they they did the skit where it was Trump versus Hillary. Mm -hmm. There was a point in the skit where the Hillary's character said. He's messed it up so bad, I don't have nothing to worry about. We're acting like two weeks or a week before the election that they didn't release footage of the man running for president saying, you can do anything to women, grab him by the pussy. Mm -hmm. Nigga, you can't tell me y'all didn't, didn't think he was done. <laughs> he was, everybody thought he was done. Yeah. when he Because that came out a week or two before the right. election. He Footage so of the is, president saying, so, so, and so guess what he did? And guess so what he right. did? Guess what the system would have told right. him to do? Hold on, let me finish. The system would have told him to do. Drop the out. system, no. They would have said drop out or apologize. No. Jeffrey Epstein had just got off. This was nah, a, this you always talking Jeffrey Epstein. Nah. This, <laughs> they, they were, they were lit. This, is, this, so this, is, this is the part that I keep saying is some Man, bullshit. Juju, 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 you, Bro, Juju, you reach it right now. You, you asked Let's how, stay you focused asked on we, Donald Trump. You asked how do you I'm think Donald you Trump Donald, I'm saying to you that Donald Trump, when, a week before he voted president, they said, he said on footage, he said on tape, you can grab him by the pussy. Everybody, so hold on, hit it, hold on, hit, bro. Can I finish? Damn, Juju, you want to argue, but you can't win this one. You're not right. Let me finish the point. Donald Trump says. Donald Trump says. They say, I, bro. I, I love politics, y'all. So I studied this shit, mm -hmm. and I knew Trump was gonna win since fucking like 2015. Yeah. I knew he was gonna win, and I and because I and and they and and then when that grabbing by the pussy thing happened, the entire Republican fucking party turned on him. 
They all turned on him. And they said, the leader of the Republican Party came out first and said, we don't support him. We, want, we think he should drop out the road, whatever he did. And Donald Trump, that nigga, the system told him, apologize. That nigga said, that's how we talk when y'all ain't around. Mm -hmm. And every man said, what, y'all? He's right. And that's why he won. My nigga, you talking to a nigga that had to break the system to win. You talking to a nigga that had to fight the system to win. You can't tell me about the system. You, the system had you scared two weeks ago. Oh, I don't want to fuck with the piss off the system. It's a system, it bro. A system. We, can't, we, can't, we, gotta, we don't want to acknowledge that there are people in power that control and pick their winners. Right. There are people in power that pick the winners. We know that, y'all. Do we not all know that, y'all? Why are you acting like you don't? Cause you're late and you just want to be a part of the argument. No, I get it. We, I get it. You're giving, you're perpetuating the idea of a system. And you no, no, no. It I'm not, there worse. is a system. It is a system, Juju. Though. All right. It There's has system, to. No, Juju, Juju, Juju. Now, Obama I, went to talk, they not, let now Juju. System, the point man. of what we're doing right now on this show is teaching creatives and artists and everybody how to outsmart the what guys system. That's the point of this show. That's why we're independent and we're still killing it. Because people are outside saying, man, we need help because the system got us fucked up. They won't let none of us win. Right. And we're giving them the answers to win. Because it's a system, bro. You might not want to admit it. I don't know why. It's kind of weird you won't. But there's a system. But we got to rap. Mm -hmm. I knew executive producer, Aaron, Yay. is telling us to rap. Let's all clap for Aaron. Aaron yeah. be to be. So we're going to rap to be respectful for Aaron. Can I just know who y'all favorite king of comedy is? Dave Chappelle's the greatest comedian to ever live. All right. I'll take that. That's not a king. I'm going to go with Eddie Murphy. The system. He's still Bernie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's still At least they acknowledge it. At least they acknowledge it. At least they acknowledge it. What you got, I like girl? Steve Harvey. Okay, Steve Harvey. All righty yeah. then. Well, you guys, this is the Culture Hold Report. The, by the way, before we go, shout, like, subscribe, moment? share. Oh, um, uh, oh, like, subscribe, share. Hold on, y'all. Let me get them. Shout out to people, man. We got to go. Like, subscribe, share. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Yoko Vaca, Two Lost Distribution, and Toten Carry. Uh, oh yeah, and we we we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> check out that water. And um, Black on. this is the God Show Coast Report, and we are out. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.